In a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost. We are excited to be here another week doing the Top 10. Looking forward to it. How are things in your world? Good, busy, crazy, uh, exhausting, fun, though. Um, yeah, everything's cool. I'm starting to learn how to edit more. So I'm doing more of these trailer reactions, these reviews. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not rich enough to hire somebody, Matt, so I have to learn on my own on iMovie. And, uh, you know, I, as I'm getting more comfortable with them, now I want to start adding some, like, uh, interesting elements to them and fun stuff to keep people watching as they're watching, uh, you know, so you don't just have a talking head for eight minutes, which is basically what I've been doing. So now I'm starting to add more things. But, dude, it is a it is a hell of a wormhole to fall into when you're trying to do editing stuff and add stuff because now you start to get excited about all the different tools and how mm-hmm. to use them and you get frustrated. So, other than that, though, I'm doing really good, and uh, um, yeah, life's going on, and, and uh, screenings are happening, movies are coming out, so it's a good time. How are things on your end? Uh, good. I've done that before. I did with uh, Photoshop, and I oh yeah, got really into that and got really good at that. Um, but it was a good skill to have at the time. Yeah. So I was happy that I forced myself to just kind of slowly work through it and learn that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, the editing. I've done a decent amount of editing. But it's also been a while since I had to sit down in the thick of it and edit yeah. stuff all the time, uh, which I'm kind of happy about, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> well, it's going to be a tedious job. Yeah, it is. And you get lost. Yeah. Like I, I, The other day I was late to uh, a recording with Steve because I was 10 minutes I was ten minutes past the time, but I was like so knee deep and trying to get this thing squared. I thought it had only been five minutes. It had been 20. Mm-hmm. And so you just, you just totally – lose because it doesn't seem like you're spending that much time and the next thing you know it's like you know you are um but i i want to get to that program where i have like four different videos up so i can splice and cut up and that's going to speed up the time but of course that's an expensive program to get so i'm not there yet i'm still kind of uh, stumbling through iMovie and using their effects for my videos but i'll get there eventually yeah, yeah totally yeah, and yeah, yeah. i mean there's enough free software out there that so long as you keep searching although i don't know what the if every one of them has the os version or not right it's available for a pc but i would assume so at this point yeah yeah um if it's worth it's salt then you can download it in both formats but yeah it i mean it's just a lot then you got to move on because technically you want to get into illustrations and animations and yeah that's and really that's a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah, I know, talk, bro. And uh, uh, I just learned editing pretty damn well. And now I have to learn this piece of software and then this piece. It's like, oh, this is going to take yeah. so long. How much time do I have left in my life? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm very – I try to be self-sufficient when it comes to this kind of stuff. You know, uh, people have been kind to offer to help. 
but I like to do it on my own. I like to discover them. I like to, you know, I like to be a one-stop shop for all my stuff, you know, and on my channel. Uh, and so it's like, this is something that I'm motivated to learn to do. Uh, so I don't have to ask anybody to do it or pay other people to do it, you know, cause I don't have that kind of money rolling around. Yeah. Um, so it's like, okay, well, how can I learn? Plus it's a, it's a, if the videos start to get good number of views, then that'll financially support what I'm doing and yeah, that I'm doing the right there. thing. Yeah. Spending the time and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, like, I'm fortunate to be able to have the time to do that and I've earned it by the way, but I am fortunate to be able to be able to, mm-hmm. to figure this out as, as it goes along. We'll see how, how, how quickly I can learn it. Cause I'm hesitating taking one of those like Adobe Photoshop crash courses or those classes online. I just, I, I don't want to, I just want to fuck around with it and figure it out. You know, so but we'll, see. we'll see. Yeah. At this point, I don't know why you would need Photoshop unless you're really going to get into the weeds of making the most intense, amazing <laughs> logos. And yeah, just, uh, or manipulation of photos where you're putting yourself into stuff or whatever oh, yeah. the case is. Uh, but the editing <laughs> animations, I'm sure you would love like a fly, like oh. some sort of good graphic package up top with the logo. Yeah. 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 Um, something like that. And yeah. Cause I, I want to revamp things. I mean, I've been doing the channel for so long. I just want for a year and a half now. I just want to do a whole complete change overhaul with logos and looks and whatever. So we'll see. But, uh, Anyway, that's what's going on in my life, man. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the finals? You well, you're doing, about? you're doing what uh, a Coke apparently is doing there. Re- Are they rejiggering the Coke Zero? And oh, people, no. they were talking about it on Twitter Again? this morning. Oh, well, Coke Zero. Okay. Just they're not fucking with Coke. They learned that lesson. Yeah, that's right. In the nineties, you don't. That's what everybody keeps bringing me up, like new Coke, and I'm like, who has that much of an affection for Coke Zero? You know what I mean? Diet Coke, yes. Yes, of course. I love Diet Coke. So do yeah. I. Yeah. And uh, once you get used to it, it's way better, in my opinion. Now, I can't drink a regular Coke. Yeah, yeah. Um, although, I'll tell you this much, Diet Mountain Dew is the shit. Really? When was the last no time you had sugar. one? No, thanks. It's too much sugar, dude. I start to well, get like it's this. It's diet. They, they rejiggered the formula, and I think okay. they added more orange juice to it. And... Uh, Okay. It tastes, it tastes pretty much like Mountain Dew. Really? All right. It is good. It is delicious. Okay. Um, it's like two, three years ago, uh, a friend of mine had some for some reason. And I was like, is that any good? And he's like, when's the last time you had one? And it was been since I was 20, 21. <laughs> when I, was, I loved Mountain Dew. And I drank the living shit out of Mountain Dew. And then I was like, I don't need all these uh, calories and all that jazz. I was yeah. like 20 or 21 because I was just pounding Mountain Dews. Yeah. And so I tried that and I was like, this is the most repulsive drink because you're expecting Mountain Dew. But I stopped drinking Mountain Dew pretty much around that time anyway. And then all these yeah. years later, I tried one. I was like, that, that is excellent. <laughs> Maybe it's because I did, you know, diet coked my fucking palate. Yeah. And just gotten it off of all that jazz. But I'm telling you, man, get, do yourself a favor. Okay. If you were ever a fan of Mountain Dew, diet Mountain Dew, and they also have their okay. Coke Zero version of it. Yeah. That one's good too. Well, I know I'm going to date myself, but I don't give a shit. I've also been buying these little packets of crystal light. Sure. Um, the grape and the fruit punch as a balance to water and to iced tea and to soda. It's nice. It's no calories, no sugar. Uh, and you mix it in with water 
and I can drink it for days on end. So these are the things that I'm discovering as I balance out because I don't want to have as much soda intake. I still do the Diet Coke, um, and I occasionally will have a Pepsi. I fucking love straight Pepsi. I do love straight Pepsi, but that's not often. Right? Mm, I don't. Yeah, I don't like the taste of Pepsi. It's oh, okay. fine, right. but I want Coke, and if I'm gonna have a diet, I want Diet Coke. That's fair. They're just a different taste. It's not Diet the same. You can't replace Diet Pepsi. Shit, man. Shit. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, but, Pepsi Max even worse. I so know I've had it, but I couldn't tell you what it tastes like. It's not good. <laughs> so I did never have sponsor. it. Diet Dr. Pepper is pretty pretty damn good. Oh, Diet Dr. Pepper is good. My girlfriend um, loves Coke Zero, cher- Cherry Coke Zero. She's a mad okay. fan for Cherry Coke Zero, which I just, it's not my it's not my jam at all, but she loves it. But you got to buy that at the store. You can't just yeah. pick that up. You can't, you got to find which stores carry it. It, does, it is yeah. not well, like, known to be carried in a lot of stores. You got to know where to go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I got a friend that loves Diet Mountain Dew Code Red. The they got these codes things. He's the one that I was around that he had regular diets. He's, but he loves it so much so that when we have other friends that are around the country yeah. and they see any, they pick yeah. some up for him. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> it's happened to him at least twice that I know of where he got sent. One guy sent a couple cases and another dude sent. He was, uh, I think, in Arizona doing yeah. some shows. And it's, you know, you drive to Arizona. Right, right, of course. So he got like six of them or something. Wow. And just it brought him back. And uh, my friend was so happy, so happy over <laughs> as happy as he can get. He's a, you know, somewhat sullen, pessimistic yeah. individual. <laughs> but uh yeah That's i didn't awesome. i hadn't fucking had diet mountain dew i just drank diet coke at that point yeah yeah uh code red code red yikes code red i've tried a lot of the diets that root beer not bad yeah okay okay uh i like root beer man i love root beer fuck man barks mark sure and w is probably my favorite of the yeah. diets and then, i tried the uh, I tried the Virgil one that they have at Trader Joe's. Nah, it's not the same. It's not the same. Virgil? Oh, that's their version? Yeah, their version. Yeah, Virgil's root beer. It's, it's not for me. Yeah, there's a lot of Trader Joe's products that I'm a, not a fan of. Yeah, right? You're there's a few things that I love, and the, mm-hmm. the rest I get elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I go there for very specific things but i love it and i go there you know every couple of weeks pick up those very specific things but it's like yeah. uh, raw cashews and the sliced sourdough oh uh, nice cracked wheat sourdough uh-huh we'll get like three or four of those at a time and freeze them wow smart oh they're good and then uh their garlic naan is excellent really okay oh uh, it's but it's tough to find at least the the, the trader joe's right by us yeah. they rarely have it in stock so i gotta drive to eagle rock if i go to any other one they always have it they always have it <laughs> but ours which is a mile and a quarter <laughs> yeah. away yeah. i've walked there before yeah it's a rare fucking day man and i've asked how is it that you guys don't ever seem to have none like it's always empty and the yeah. exasperation is the look you get back of like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you're the only i want to say to him i've been to three or four others you're the only one that has this problem apparently <laughs> or i'm just catching the others on the right day somehow i think it's the employees they're all buying it as soon as it comes in and so the customers aren't allowed to have any of this shit you just never know. perhaps i'm sure there are some things like that where they if that store yeah is known for liking that then they get a little bit more yeah uh 
It makes I get sense. In trouble. I get in trouble because I roll over to Costco and buy like, you know, meatballs. The the um, what do you call grass fed meatballs? They got the chicken mm-hmm. teriyaki, and then I'm like making meatballs, and then I just bought some grass fed pork sausages. Sure, it's, it's just not a good idea, man. Because then I start to go, oh man, I'm gonna have two or three of these things, you know, and then you're like 27 grams of fat each or 17 grams. Dude, it's all yeah, it's, it's all about the the grass fed though. It's so it's so fucking good. It is good, man. And you sit so there and you're good. like. Well, that's 27 grams of fat, but it's grass-fed, so that's the balance. So it's just interesting. Uh, yeah. Fat isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just, True. True. You got to moderate how much you're getting and from where you're getting it. But if it's grass-fed, it's like, look, there are worse fats in this world. That's true. There are worse fats. Yeah. We got a couple uh, grass-fed skirt steaks in our freezer. Oh. We had one the other day, and it was fucking excellent. Oh, good night. It was man. buttery. It was so delicious. Oh. Yeah. Say, we, we busted out the barbecue finally for July 4th. Uh, I'm no, I'm no, uh, she likes to do it, man. Sure. She's the cooker, man. So I just brought everything to her while she made it. She doesn't, she doesn't trust me in front of it. She doesn't trust me to cook meat. She just really doesn't. She, she's a chef and she's just like, you, you like things well done and it makes no sense to me. And so I'm going to do these things. And I'm like, all right, yeah, knock yourself out. So we tried uh, a grass fit. We had a couple of grass fed burgers. Mm-hmm. Sweet Mary, Mother of God, man, they were fantastic off the grill. Oh, and you go well done on a burger? No, I go. No, yeah, I go. I do. I go well done on a burger, but I've learned not to go well done on a steak. Yeah, so, you're just pissing away money at that point. Yeah, right. Exactly. She yeah. said. They, she said most restaurants will find you the ass end of the steak and just yeah, exactly. You're not going to know the difference down there. Yeah, because you're, uh-huh. you're not going to know the difference because you've just charred out any like flavor characteristics and textures. Exactly. If that's how you like it, that's how you like it. I've never understood that because it's like, yeah. what's the point? Why are you paying all yeah. this money for shoe leather? I mean, it can, at least from my perspective, when my mom likes it blue rare, which is in essence just oh, seared on the outside. Holy send shit. it to her. Yeah. Wipe the cow's ass and send it on in. That is my mom. I can't do it because it's too, the texture is too. That's too scary you know, for me. Yeah. It doesn't have any resistance whatsoever. I like it medium rare, but closer to rare. I still right. like it pink in the middle. Right. Although burger, I got to have cooked all the way through. I, yeah, me too. That's what I'm time. saying. Yeah. It's medium every time. Yeah, yeah. Medium well is what I do on the burger. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't do. Oh, now you're backtracking. It was well done. Two seconds. Oh, I guess I'm sorry. Well. Me, I mean, to me, that's, I mean, how much farther do you have to go past medium well on a burger? I could get well done on a steak. I understand that. But medium well on a burger is cooked all the way through. That's right? a, it's a brick head at that point. <laughs> You've sucked out all the water and moisture practically. You're just gnawing on a piece of charcoal. What's, what's everybody looking at? Ow, ow, ow. You're detoxifying your body. You're having that carbon go in there and soak in all the random toxins and oh, uh, anything man. else that may be coursing through your veins. I got to get into steaming vegetables. That's the next thing for me because I can't keep eating like just i just can't keep eating the way i've been eating since i was 20 years old man i'm getting like brown rice is fine but i i gotta find a way to replace the bread in my in my diet like that's the big thing and 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 carbs are bread bread carbs carbs vegetables are carbs certain vegetables are carbs so it's like if you it's different figure out which carbs that will fill you up the way bread fills you up then you can be fine you know and i need to find something i can steam like i used to with my ex-girlfriend Years ago, she used to have this thing that I could steam broccoli. I would pour water in this little plastic container, put it in the microwave for a minute, and the broccoli, you know, the big stalk from fucking Trader Joe's would come out perfectly 
steamed and I could just pop some salt on that and eat it. But I haven't been able to find whatever the fuck contraption that was that she bought. And I don't know if there's any, I don't know what good steaming thing there is to buy that uh, can do it that quickly in the microwave. So I don't know. Cause I'm lazy. Yeah. I don't trust any of those microwave steam in it's, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I feel like you got to add another something to it so that it speeds up the water thawing yeah. and, and, and beginning to boil inside the little vegetables as they fucking jiggle around. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I sometimes steam, but I oven roast my veggies. Oh, yeah. Oh, you oven roast. Okay, okay. Yeah, I do. I can understand that. Broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. She likes asparagus. Yeah. Um, and a couple others, but those are the mainstays. And then right now, it's a lot of corn. We'll put corn on oh. the barbecue. Okay. Yeah, just ears of corn, pick them up. Yeah. Technically, you know, this is the start of the season on some level. They're already in stores, but... Yeah, harvest season is still a little ways off, mm-hmm. but corn should be getting better and better and better. So fresh corn off the grill is pretty fucking excellent. She, yeah, for uh, July Fourth, we got them at the farmers market, the stocks, and then she made the corn inside the ninja the grill, the ninja oh, grill that we okay. got. It is, sure. it came out fucking perfect, browned on certain you know mm-hmm. sides of it. So put some butter and salt on that. It was excellent. That's so, all you need. Yeah, she's like, I don't like doing corn on the grill, so I like it. Uh, this thing works better, and we did it, and it was fantastic. So yet another thing that she can make. She loves that fucking indoor grill, man. I bought it for myself. She uses it way more than I do. Well, as long as it's getting used and you're exactly. the beneficiary of its use, why it even Why even bring it up? They getting yeah. its use. Yeah, exactly. Getting its use. She made a nice pork roast the other day. Um, anyway, uh, but what <laughs> We're not here to give you our dietary habits. We're here nope. to count down the top 10 films uh, of Bruce Willis. Uh, he has a movie coming out this week. One of the uh, 25 movies he apparently has in production, post-production, or uh, completed. Um, uh, and coming as well soon Yeah, uh, in his Announced. Uh, career. Announced. Yes. Attached. Uh, the motherfucker is not going to stop working till he's dead, apparently. <laughs> It's insane, and I think it's the what's the one coming? Is it Cosmic Sin or Out of Death? No, the what? Well, the one we're basing this on. Yeah, what's the one? I believe is Midnight in the Switchgrass. Midnight in the Switchgrass, um, which is with Megan Megan Fox. Correct, Megan Fox, Emil Hirsch, Emil Hirsch, Haas. Right. Uh, That's pretty much it. (laughs) That's yeah, but still, it's a decent list of. Oh, Stallone's daughter's in this. Sistine Stallone. Sistine Rose Stallone has a part in this thing, of course. So. Right. That was That's what puts me over the edge. <laughs> so I was teetering on seeing this, but they got... St- Wait a second. They got Stallone's daughter? Sistine Rose? Get out of here. Who I've never seen act. Maybe she's great. This could be her first thing. I would doubt it. Wow. But... Wow. Michael Beach is in this. Remember Michael Beach? The guy from... Uh... From what? I got to look at the... He was in True Romance. He was the black cop in True Romance. He was in um, Lean on Me. Remember, he was in Lean on Me. He's like the shorter black dude in Lean on Me with the mustache. Michael Beach. Yeah, Yeah, interesting. So anyway, we're we're basing it off this. Oh, yeah. You remember him, right? Michael Beach? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And this one's directed by Randall Emmett, uh, who... um, 
Let's see what he direct. He's directed two films. This is his first film. So shout out to Randall Emmett. But he's been a producer on like a crap ton of movies um, and TV shows. He's an executive producer on Power with uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, 50 Cent. 50 Cent. He was also a producer on Boss Level, which a lot of people like that's on Hulu. The War with Grandpa, the De Niro one. Mm-hmm. The Irishman. He's a producer on The Irishman. So that's trying his hand at directing now, this guy. So, well, good luck to you. Yes, good luck to you. Um, um, <laughs> but yes. It's got to be better than what I've heard about Space Jam so far. So What? It's getting great reviews. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, I've I've seen some that it's just like that's what I expected from this movie. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, you know I'm searching out my own opinion, but I'm going to aggregators, <laughs> reading through and be like, okay, all right, yeah, no, but yeah. these people are that's that's the reason that I thought this was made. And good point. What is the, what is it at right now? It's in the like 40s on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, is it really? At least last I checked, which was I think last night. Uh, oh, yeah, Gizmodo said uh, Legacy is a huge airball. Uh, New York Times says that's not quite all, folks. There you go. Very funny people, these people. Uh, yeah. All right. So Space Jam. Oof, wow. Oof, it's at 38%. Woof. Okay. So it's dipped. Yeah. The reviews you read are just like, ah, it's a shameless money grab. This was yeah. thought up by a marketing uh, team with a campaign in mind already. There's yeah. not a lot here. Uh, I saw that James is a fine presence on film, but there's not a lot, you know, much like previous teams he's been on, there's no mm-hmm. other stars around him and he's just carrying the load through this shit fest. Oof. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God, if James is being heralded as, and I, I just, what I've seen him act in, I'm surprised that you're walking out of this saying he might be the best thing in it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's getting destroyed by a lot of the top critics here. Amy Nicholson of Variety is the only one who's really liked it of note. Um, I guess Nell Minow at RogerEbert.com liked it. Kristen Page Kirby over Washington Post liked it. Um, but yeah, everyone else has been pretty much bashing it. Oh, and Matt, I suppose I should let you guys let you know, let some of the fans know, especially this is coming out on Tuesday. I'll make the announcement tomorrow, but um I have been officially approved to be a tomato meter critic on Rotten Tomatoes. So, oh, hey, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very congratulations. much. Congratulations. Yep. I applied. Uh, um, I've been applying the last three years, and I finally did enough hours of reviews combined with the stuff I did at Collider to finally qualify uh, How many for I- approval. You have to have like four or five years of reviews, uh, consistent reviews of movies on a channel, uh, and then um, they have to see your social media impact. And all of that. So I will now be aggregated in so as a tomato meter critic. It doesn't mean I'm Rotten Tomatoes approved. I'm a tomato meter critic. Apparently, there's two separate sections. Like if you work for the Village Voice or Washington Post, that's yeah, yeah. Group. There's I'm part 100%. of hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm still proud you're of coming it. in with somebody else's bona fides that they built up. Exactly. Uh, if you're coming in with variety, right, right, exactly. You, you're, you're living yeah. off of that, right? Exactly. You could be Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. Not to say some of the schmoes. Sorry, I was just thinking of a random like John Doe. You can be John Doe, right? And uh, in no way, I honestly did not mean did not mean that as a slight. I know you did. I know you did. I, I know uh, yeah. John Doe. But if it's John Doe from Variety, you're like this Doe guy's all right. What you yeah. got? I had never heard of A.O. Scott until the New York Times. You know, right? Neither did I. Yeah, yeah. it's a great name. Yeah, it is a good name. Like Elvis Mitchell. It's a goddamn good name. 
I, I, I would take AO Scott. If we're doing the Snickers Milky Way, which one you taking? I like AO better. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Come on. AO. I like AO Scott. Oh, I love the name. It's a good yes, name. I haven't even I don't even want to know what the A and the O stand for. So uh, I, 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 I know I looked it up at one AO. point, but I I, I kind of don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. It's like JJ Abrams. Uh, I don't need to know. JJ's good. Good to go. It's actually Jimmy Jam. <laughs> That's why he felt he had to change it, you know? He didn't want to be tied into that Minnesota sound. <laughs> was it Terry Lewis? Was it Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis? I think that's right. I think that's right. Jimmy Jam. <laughs> oh my God. He sent me down a wormhole anyway. in my mind on that. 80s, 90s RB. It's great. It's, it's April's one. I gotta I gotta blaze my own trail here. <laughs> I can't be a so Oh, I'd love it if someone went on with George Lucas going on. Oh, Jimmy Jam over here thinks he knows my, <laughs> my property over there. Jimmy Jam. Uh, anyway, all right. so we're going to get into Bruce Willis stuff um, and count down our top 20. And we're going to, at the end of the show, we're going to also discuss which of these upcoming films or how many of these upcoming films of Bruce Willis is sound interesting to us. So we're going to go through some yeah. of the synopsis, the quick log line on IMDb of these films and see which ones stand there's, out to us. And there's like, what, 20, Matt? There's at least 15. <laughs> I believe it's it's 15, somewhere around 15, including it's Midnight in the Switchgrass, which is a brutal name. Yeah, it is a terrible name. At least it's unique. I will give them that. Yeah. Because a bunch of the others on his list are just the equivalent of Out for Justice. It's a, the most generic. Yeah type of ridiculousness uh, i love that he's got one that's still coming out next year and he's already in pre-production production for the sequel to that one uh, uh and it hasn't even come out yet to even know if it's going to be good or received well in any way shape or form i so. think it's one of those at this point he knows it's they know it's going to be bought by x number of streaming services so uh, it makes it financially viable yeah because he's the only one that's getting paid it's just crazy. And it never affects his status to show up in like these A-list films. It never does. He does a crap ton of these straight-to-DVD films or straight-to-streaming films. He does, but how often is he in an A-list film these days? Uh, I mean, you know. He, he, he will definitely be asked again. Yeah, like Motherless Brooklyn was probably the last kind of A-list film he was yeah, in. Yeah, it wasn't. With, uh, Ed, what's his face? Uh, Edward Norton, right? Yeah. Glass. Glass is 2019. That's M. Night Shyamalan. Death Wish, Eli Roth. But yeah, in, in amidst all of it, is there, there are films like Precious Cargo, Marauders, Extraction, Rock exactly. the Casbah. Yeah, yeah. Once again, Rock the Casbah. I'm sure that one's been done to some degree. But there was that Bill Murray one with Casbah in the title. That is the one, Rock the Casbah. Him and Bill Murray. It is straight. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, yeah. what else can you do with Casbah? <laughs> uh, but it's but better than little, I mean those titles are in essence revenge yeah. revenge revenge a lot of the descriptions of what you read in the upcoming stuff is that yeah three cops you. set out and fuck over the fourth cop and now he's coming back to right the wrong <laughs> they fuck over the right they fuck exactly. over the wrong cop Serial killer shows up in this cop's town. Bad mood for him. <laughs> so, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, as I'm like reading those descriptions, I read all the 15 of them or how many of them, of them there are. It's like Travolta, <laughs> same thing, same thing, right? Like but killing, I had higher hopes for Bruce. Yeah, well, fair, fair. I mean, the last few years, what, killing season, this is Travolta, killing season, criminal activities in a valley of violence. I am rat. <laughs> Valley of violence. It's great. It's amongst the mountains of massacre. <laughs> In the valley of violence. Massacre's too strong. Violence is so so it's what does that broad. even fucking it's mean? People are just walking around punching each other in the face. Like what is what is violence? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, the poison rose, trading yeah. paint, speed kills the fanatic, and he's currently you know, filming Paradise the City. Best example of who these guys are now yeah. is Nick Cage. Oh, yeah, Cage. You're right. Because he's with in all those absurd premises, he does still get us all yeah. with one or possibly two a year at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like true. Pig seems to be the new one. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, yeah, Pig, right. Yeah. It's getting decent but, reviews. Yeah. It's like, okay, this might grab on. Uh, right. Nick Cage still, you know, it's going to be a unique performance. Yes, if nothing else. If nothing else. And that's all you know at this point. Exactly. Uh, but he does. That's what, that's where Willis should be setting his sights in Travolta. Can you continue to do the, you got paid however many millions of dollars it took you to get there? Like, what, three to five? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got a quote. Her. He's clearly one of those guys that if you yeah, he definitely quote, he's got a quote. He'll do the move. You just got to meet his quote. <clears throat> but yeah, I would assume like five million, and it's a six-week shoot. Yeah, but he's probably not on set for more than a week. Uh uh, you think you think a week? If if that, this it's incredible how some of these people can do uh, that. And some of them, I think he has more of a prevalent, but a bunch of these that are upcoming, it's an ensemble cast of, you know, you can right. tell that because everybody else's age seems interchangeable. Yeah. We're either going to be seeing a lot of him interacting with young people or young people doing all the shit outside of, and then every once again, they check in with the old guy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. he's not a producer on these, Matt. Like he's not listed as a producer on any of these, except for one. The, you might be right then. If it, it might be just a week, maybe two. Yeah, weeks. I mean, I, I don't know. It just feels like he's he'll be on set for like maybe a week, maybe a week and a half, and they shoot all his scenes, and then they shoot all the other exterior stuff with the other characters, the other actors. Um, you know, because I can't imagine they shoot these that quick. I mean, the one I was in with my that my friend Andre directed that Armand Asante was in. He mm. came in for like two days, I think, or maybe even one day, and they shot all. But the how scenes. big was the part? Uh, it, yeah, it wasn't Bruce Willis' lead part. No, it was. Yeah. Uh, but it was. He was like uh, an important part in the movie, but he wasn't like you know the lead part in the movie. So, um, but the movie was shot in two weeks, I think, two or three weeks. It wasn't that long, so it's crazy. But yeah, you're probably right. I mean, pro- I'm sure maybe maybe more than a week. But I I feel like he's like okay, this is how much time I have. I've got you know five other movies I'm doing. So, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe he sticks around the whole time because fuck it. Did you know that? In China, Frank Grillo is this crazy famous actor for being a villain and arguably the most successful action film in Chinese history. He's great. So no surprise. But I saw someone doing an interview with him and then they also have 
here's the translation they gave to the world and here's what it means in Chinese and what right. Frank Grillo, like how it's uh, the subtitles or how it's uh, translated to the Chinese audience is yeah. this capitalist dog as an extension, the boot heel of the American people are showing up here because, and then drop some racist shit. Oh my God. Basically if their race is inferior to ours and we will always win type of thing. <laughs> and it's a weird like you sign up for a job and you say a line one way and then it gets translated yeah into but he is you know a billion people all know who he is whereas in this country you got to be a fan of marvel i think on some yeah. level or the purge well he's in the he's in the new another one of these new ones with willis that is like yeah he's um, in two sci-fi this one is coming out this year, or maybe it already came out. I think this it already year. came out, didn't it? Cosmic Sin. Yeah. Bruce yeah. Grillo's getting a decent amount of these. The uh, no, Grillo's great, man. I love. I interviewed yeah. him at Collider. He's a fucking great guy, man. Really nice guy. Him and Mel Gibson, and what was that boss level? Yeah, boss level. I got to see that. Apparently, that's really good. I got to see that. So I haven't seen that yet. That's on Hulu. Uh, uh yeah but this one has yeah boss level did you see it did you like it did you see no it? no no walking okay. out um leaving collider one time oh i can't remember who it was and be like hey do you want to go see boss level <laughs> i was like see i think the only time that ever happened was just out of nowhere yeah somebody's like oh there's a screening do you want to go it's like what the fuck is boss level <laughs> and then they gave me the description and it's one of it sounded interesting yeah I just I had somewhere to go. Otherwise, I'd have been like, you know what? I could go see this right now. You know what? Um, I could do this. Yeah, I could do this. That's fine. I, I just assume it's like probably an hour and 40 minute, 45 minute movie. Yeah. If it's a screening, there's not going to be previews. So you'll actually be out of there in an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. That's that's not bad. That's not <laughs> bad. I went to see Black Widow and sat through like 26 minutes of previews. So it's good to see yeah. the AMC's back to their old uh, ways. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, I went last. I went to see it last night with Lindley. She's first time we ever gone see a uh, Marvel movie in the theater because um, we were doing this watch along, this rewatch rather of all mm-hmm. the movies. And since this one chronologically fits in where we're at right now, we're like, well, fuck it, let's go see it. It's my oh. fourth, the fourth time seeing the movie. Um, and uh, there was like 20 minutes of 25 minutes of trailers, man. Trailers, trailer. It was insane how many trailers there were before the movie did, started. Yeah. Does seeing it four times in that short amount of time help? In ter- well, I liked the movie. So to me, I thought it was all right. Okay, fair. Uh, last night, uh, when I was watching it, I was just more like, you know, I know what's going to happen. So I was just enjoying the experience. Like, okay, let's mm-hmm. see. Let's watch it. And, and when I'm watching it, like maybe a fourth time is, and you're right, in such a consolidated amount of time. It's more a matter of like, all right, let me see what Ray Winstone is doing in this scene. Let me see what Scarlett yep. is doing in this scene. What's what's Elizabeth Pugh or I'm sorry, Florence Pugh working within this scene. So I'm I'm more I'm less interested in the overall, and then I'm just watching the actors and the way they're reacting to certain moments with with small movements of their faces, like how they're in hearing what's being said, but also conveying that they're reacting to it, but not in an overall okay. way. So yeah, it's more like that, you know. Yeah, there was a. I did like, I think, the character choices for all the individuals involved. Yeah. 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 I, I genuinely did. I liked the 
uh, motivation and understanding and how they reacted within the situations that overall they had a good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, I thought some of the jokes worked. I thought most of them didn't, but that's just me. Okay. Um, I like the dinner table scene. I like that scene a lot, but that's, you know, like I said, yeah, that's a good scene. It's a good scene. And Pugh getting up and, um, I guessed where that story about his father was going, but (laughs) I loved his delivery. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Thought it was perfect. Yeah. Leading up to it. And I was like, okay, I know it's the only logical conclusion, but his delivery of the line and the word choice. Yeah. For the, as as the verb, I thought was perfect. Was he was stellar in the movie? I yeah, he was really good. But his delivery there, um, good. Yeah, it, it, but it also was like, ah, yeah, ah, ah. I just it's better, than, it's better than Captain Marvel. I'll tell you this right now. Yeah, I would say that. I did not like, but it, I I, I kind of wanted to be more Atomic Blonde than. Oh, that's fair. Iron Man light. Oh, totally fair. I think that's absolutely yeah, that fair. ending where it's. From this huge set piece to the new moving set piece, we'll call it that. Yeah, sure, sure. To the island on that moving set piece, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> to back on to the moving set piece, which right. then concludes another and just like, and we wait seven seconds and now she moves on to the next thing that's kind of like this. And you're like, I thought she was just a regular person. I'll take some of this, but this is Jesus. She's not, there's no like late, they live atomic blonde where it slows down where she's tired. Right, right, right. That's all, that's all I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not what other I'm parts thinking. of it though, I did really like. Yeah, I think it's better than Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm not comparing two female led superhero films. I'm just saying like, um, it's more a matter of like where it's at in terms of the, Ranking oh, the story, oh, yeah. yeah, and to me, it ranks a little bit above um, uh, Captain yeah. Marvel, so yeah, it's better than that. It's better than uh, Ant Man and Wasp to me, it's Ooh. better than Iron Man okay. 2 and 3. How dare you! All right, uh, so what, what are you gonna say, 3? Yeah, I like 3. Uh, I think I like this better than 3. I've yeah. only seen it the once though, but yeah. Three, I'm not really a big fan of. It's better than two. That's not saying much, though. Lindley loved two, man. She's weird, man. She liked all these ones that, like, she hated Winter Soldier. Hated it. Because she doesn't like things with a lot of action. So for her, that shit bored her. So it was just like, what? So it's been an interesting experience having her watch these and react to them because the fans can't figure out, or the listeners rather can't figure out. Yeah. What she's but Winter like. Soldier has all the espionage. Yeah, vibe so to it. But for her, it's like all the fighting and the t- you know taking down of the carrier and all that kind of. It just. What about Thor? Off. Does she like the arc of those three? She does like Thor. She's actually okay. A big fan. Thor's of a weird blend, man. Amongst those three, yeah, it is it's a weird fucking trio. No, you're right. You're One feels right. feels dated. It's still good, but it feels really dated, especially because they fucking uh, bleached his eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> and now, when you watch it now, and you're like, that is a terrible choice. Uh, milk was a bad idea. Yeah, it was a bad idea. It just it looked so foreign on him. It makes him look fake. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, just give me the. He's already handsome. Let's just enjoy the handsome dude up there, flexing his massive muscles. And how dare he have a good sense of humor and intelligence on top of that? You can fuck yourself, Chris Hemsworth. God forbid. God forbid. Yeah, dude. He's I hope so you get a hangnail. Bit. You fuck. 
<laughs> good looking son yeah. of a bitch. I don't want to wish anything really bad on him because I enjoy the guy's work. You know what I mean? Course, so, but still, something. A pimple <laughs> on your upper lip. <laughs> so, something you got to live with. Everything else seems to be going pretty aces for you, man. Come on, guy. Give us something. Can you, can you even imagine being born as good looking as that? Well, that's the thing. And here's the truth. Apparently in Australia, a lot of us, and I've talked to people about this, a lot of Australia fans don't think he was that attractive. Sure. That's, that's fine. crazy to me. Because you they so grew up with them, looking, so to speak. Yeah, kind of, maybe that's what it is. Because he's so good looking, dude. Yeah, but there's there's so many of those. Just to you know, throw a dart yeah. and pick somebody, just like, I can't even fathom what that is that is like. Yeah. Like I know people who don't think Brad Pitt's attractive, and that doesn't compute. You're out of your mind. Yeah, that doesn't compute. You're my mind. out of your mind. That guy the is dude so is so fucking hot, just ridiculously handsome. Yeah, so, uh, I would feel Cro Magnon standing. It's why most people look weird <laughs> when they stand next to him as an average person, because they're just like, "Hey, hey, I, got no, I don't like how I'm God. feeling." <laughs> it's five. I've been in a room full of, I've told you this story uh, before, right? To show up yeah. to an audition and it was a room full of models. Yeah. And those people would pale in comparison. And I felt like a fucking troll in that room. Oh my God, that's funny as shit. <laughs> so to be in the midst of, and once again, it doesn't pick an actress. I don't care. Yeah, right, right. I know somebody who's newly single and she's oh, talking to uh, this dude. She's like, I really like the attention, but he's too handsome. And I saw the picture of him, and he's too handsome. He is. <laughs> well, just in that, he's too what handsome. Mean, he's our age. Yeah, super handsome, but right. he is a comedian slash actor slash writer slash director slash. Oh. And you're like, no, nah, you suck at all those things. Gotcha. So you're just handsome. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. And that handsomeness hasn't elevated you to next level handsomeness or whatever the case is, but. Right. I'd imagine you got a, you're an interesting individual to say the <laughs> least. I mean, with previous track record of individuals that I've run into Hollywood, I'm just gonna guess you might be a little wackadoodle out there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a just a, just a very good chance. <laughs> I've known like ten dudes like that since I've lived here. Fucking, and it goes okay. both ways. I've known you know yeah. women as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but. Anyway, but we digress. Um, <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, but let's. I think uh, we keep going, and you know what? Let's just what? fucking read our our top tens down real briefly at the end. So we were talking about game four. We are. We're forty two minutes into our show, and we haven't even yeah. done the list yet. So nope. I guess so. Let's just All talk right. about the ten at the end, and then we'll talk about his upcoming films. And fuck it, let's just have fun. Okay, I'm down. So, what adjustments do you think the Suns need to do for game five outside of? <laughs> I love this. Outside this of incredible. like cutting down your fucking turnovers. Because uh yeah, I mean, dude, when they had seven turnovers coming out of the first half, I think it was, or even the first quarter, yeah. I think it was, I was like, you're in some fucking trouble here because you're hanging with this team, but you cannot, you cannot have such a turnover disparity beat these bucks. You just can't. And Middleton was growing in confidence as the game went along because Middleton was heading towards yet another disappearing act. Uh, in a critical game in the playoffs. I mean, I didn't but think that Holiday back. to me was definitely doing. Oh, that. Drew, right? Drew as well. Drew was struggling in yeah. that first half, big Damn. time. Yeah, he's looked like you take well. He still plays good defense, and yeah. he's still, if you look at the box score, you know, he had 
seven to nine assists, but it's the yeah. outside of game three where he goes five of ten from three. It's been piss poor shooting, I, and it's so weird to watch. I think the this on this series now is um, there for the Bucks to win. Uh, I think uh, Giannis is playing. He's finally embraced the moment and the last three games. And I think that injury, I think the questions about him after game one, only 20 points, whatever, scoring 40 and losing in game two. I think he had this kind of epiphany and then uh, maybe even sat the whole team down. Like, this is what's going to fucking happen. We are going to beat these motherfuckers at home. And so you saw a different, aggressive, confident, relaxed approach to their play. Even in the press conference before game three, they were so chill. You almost were like, do they understand how in trouble they are right now? And the fact that they had that kind of confidence came in and smashed the Suns. And then the Suns came back with a pretty good performance other than the turnovers last night, and they still couldn't get the job done. That's a mental edge. So Booker showed up. Booker did, but Paul was Outside doing that uncharacteristic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paul's turning it over too too much. Yes. Mikhail Bridges came back to a little bit of what he was doing before, but he was lighting the world on fire in the first right. couple games. Right. Uh, yeah, they did get a good game from Booker. Aiden had an okay game. Great on the boards. Yes. Uh, but usually he's been pretty excellent shooting yes. a very high percentage, but only needing, you know, 10 shots. Yeah. Uh, so it's worked out for him. But, but they, they, they can't win with like using the Giannis formula. Like Booker can't have 42 points and no one's even remotely close to 20 well, because points. they're a jump have- shooting team. Yeah. yeah. The points in the paint right now up until they had not been driving to the rim, the Suns. So right. you're like, dude, you you have to keep this defense honest. If they're yep. getting all the points in the paint this easily, they're gonna win this series. Yeah, oh absolutely. Unless you're gonna be hitting from a high percentage from three and the nights that you're not, it's like, you're going to get roasted inside. Now they, I have been subbing out, you know, Lopez taking them out for the full fourth last night. And it was mm-hmm. the smarter move to make them more agile to go up against. Yep. But the Suns are somewhat turning into villains after the flop fest. Yeah. Jay Crowder on a couple of ridiculous, that one where he got pumped by Pat. Yeah. And he goes to the other side of the court. They're like, yeah. Oh my God. And then he got slapped in the face. Right after that, which I'm sure hurt, but now we're all like, "Boy who cried wolf." Yeah, how much did he hit your face? Right, and then Booker and then, not getting that getting that call for the oh, yeah. foul. That's that starts to become draped. He is yeah. draped yeah. on him, hugging him. It doesn't yeah. get the because they know that fouls him out. Yeah, like the refs are skewing this. Cam Johnson laying on the ground, who I've loved this entire playoffs, and the first time he's like, "Oh, my ankle's hurting." You're like, "This isn't soccer, man." Yeah, get off yeah. your ass and start running. It's the NBA Finals. Yep. Uh, Cause you go back and watch it and be like, you just fell down and now you're claiming they are fouled you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's getting super interesting though. Can't wait for game five. Yeah. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Cause I mean, we go back to Phoenix now and the question, and it's Saturday. The question becomes, well, now does Phoenix go, okay, we're going to be going back home. We're going to make these adjustments. Uh, and if they make these adjustments and they don't win the game, there's no way the Bucks don't win in Milwaukee. There's just no way. Uh, I think Giannis is playing really like tough. he's ready. He is playing yeah. like he understands this is an ascension for a superstar moment. And Booker finally showed up last night, but he has been kind of absent for the first three games. And by that, I mean he got his numbers in the first game, but that was all about the free throws. In the second game, he didn't do so well. Third game, he oh, yeah. didn't do so well. So it's like well, this is uh, something else. 
Second game, he that that's up until last night. So game two and game four have been his best games. Game three yeah. was abysmal. Yes. And game one was bad. Chris Paul was excellent that game. Yes, he was. Chris yeah. Paul was fantastic game one. But now, thought, okay, yeah. If Suns win last night, even if Paul just plays okay, maybe cuts down the turnovers, I yeah. thought he would get MVP for sure. But if the Suns win, I don't even know who you give to at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like on some level you got to do the Mahomes of – he may not have been in the MVP of this game, but he was the MVP of our team this season. Right, 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 right. And the, you know the way he got in the Super Bowl. No way. I, I I don't know who the best player in that game was because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was such a team effort. Everybody was chipping. Uh, I mean, the one thing the one thing you can look at though, Matt, is the fact that they were still in this thing with about a minute left in the game. Um, that, oh yeah, that for as terrible as they shot, the Suns did for as ter- as many turnovers as they had for the struggles with points uh, that everybody else but Booker had, they still were in this thing right at the end. So that's got to give you some confidence. And now you hope Monty goes back, looks at this tape, and figures out what lineups to counter what Budenholzer is doing. Because Budenholzer clearly looked at those first two games and set up some lineups that he thought would be effective to counter what Phoenix was doing. And it's been effective for two games now. Can they do the same thing? Uh, going into game five, can Monty and the Suns do the same thing to Budenholzer and the Bucks? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, bringing Pat uh, Connaughton in yeah. and uh, uh, sitting Lopez, I think was, if yeah. Connaughton can, can do what he's done basically primarily, which is shoot roughly somewhere in the ballpark of two for four, yeah. three each yeah. night, you sub him in and he's such a spark plug flying around over there. Yeah. Now he does get outside of Thanasis. <laughs> who gets a foul call. Uh, I don't know if you've been listening to Lowe's podcast. Yeah. But he brought up the point of like, I wonder what his, you know, uh, calls per minute are. If you do like yeah. a per 36 and you average out somebody's fucking number yeah. of foul calls they're going to get in a standard amount of time and it's off the charts high. Oh, yeah. At the very next game, he subbed in, and within seven seconds or something ridiculous, he had already gotten a foul. And you're like, that's so funny. <laughs> I had not been thinking of, of that. You know, when he subs in, it's usually like it is to get fouls and whatnot, but it's, yeah. it's just to get a little bit of rest for a couple guys for yeah. a minute or two. What do you think they need to What do you think they need to do? What do you think the Suns, the Suns? need to figure out here? Because Aiden Ay- mean, got 17 rebounds, but only six points. Paul, 10 points. Abysmal, abysmal from the field. Jay Crowder had 15, uh, but he was three for 10. Bridges gave them nothing, as you said. And uh, even Cameron Payne, only nine points, you know? Yeah, but he's the only one that was forcing the issue getting close to the rim on layups. I mean, Booker was trying, yeah, but, but Campaign was only taking one of two shots, three and key. Yeah. Um, but they need to put force at the rim. Why aren't they playing Kaminsky, man? Kaminsky can shoot. Do they just not I, believe in him? You, he hasn't played the, this far. I I, I would him. I would go to a small lineup and not play him. I would have more shooters out there. Kaminsky can't shoot, but he also hasn't been playing. There's a reason for that. Eventually, your skills do drop off. So, he, say yeah. he loses two percent of his athleticism. Yeah, yeah. He was already a step behind. So you take away just even that little bit more, and he's going to get roasted. So his defense isn't going to be good enough to justify him being out there if he's only going to hit twenty-eight to thirty percent from three. Yeah, but you know how this game is, right? Sometimes you got to bring in somebody who has been doing nothing for a while, and they all of a sudden get you like 20 points and and, uh, is the difference. And Kaminsky could be the guy, but look at his stats, though, Matt. You're right. He hasn't done shit. Six points 
in that game uh, in in the loss. Yes. Uh, the then, game before that that he played, he put up yeah. a zero stat line across zero. the board. Didn't take a shot, didn't get a rebound, didn't get an assist, yeah. a steal, a turnover, or a personal yeah. foul. It's like a zero across the board. Game one and game two, he's played a combined E&B. five minutes. Yeah, okay. He has zeros across the board. Across the board. And, and against Denver, he only played one game, or played two games, rather, total of five points. Against the Lakers, he played in four of those games – Seven to ten minutes, five points total. So yeah, yeah. This Whereas is ridiculous. The random guy, I think. I think Cam Johnson could score you twenty points in a game. Yeah, easy. true. Cam could absolutely. I like him a lot. Yeah. He exhibits a lot of confidence. His shot always looks uh, yeah. secure and good form when he goes up, even when it misses. He's like, I like that shot. Yeah. Uh, that that little out of bounds play that they designed for him last night, where he caught the ball on oh, the screen yeah. from Booker of all people. That was it's nice. gorgeous. As soon as he went up, I was like, that's in. Even if it's not in, that's a great play. Yep. Um, yeah, I think he'd get you 20, maybe 25. I think that's, that's entirely cool. possible. And him and Bridges, I yeah. easily could believe. And if both of them do it, the Bucks will lose. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because then Booker's, Booker or Paul are going to get you 25-ish. Yeah. And the other one's going to get you 15 at that point. And then Aiden's going to get you 15. It's like, how are you going to overcome? That's a shitload of points. Uh, I guess I guess Etwan Moore can't do it anymore either, man. Etwan, yeah, no, I wouldn't play him. Yeah, just given the personnel, I think you limit down to campaign, Cam Johnson, and uh, Tory Craig. I would not bring Kaminsky on yeah. and uh, anybody else whenever they search beyond that. Just like he's I would play- figure out some sort of this. He's playing an eight to nine rotation, man. That's a ba- player rotation. That's basically it. Both of them, yeah, I think. yeah. At this point, with injuries and everything, yeah. Saric going down killed the back. That's why Kaminsky was getting time. Oh, good and point. Then, yep, yep. Yeah, otherwise Kaminsky would be even further on the pecking order, would never even touch the court. Yeah. Uh, and then DiVincenzo going down gets Pat all these extra minutes. Yeah. But I also I like it because it forces them into interesting their version of the death lineup with Giannis at the five or, or Tucker yeah. at the five, Giannis at the four. Um, and then you have some combination of Middleton, Holiday, Connaughton, and uh, 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 son of a gun. I just had his name. Oh, Brit- Porter. Uh, Porter. Uh, Who's that? Anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, in, in game three, when they were getting blown out, he went to a, t- a t- uh, what, 11? He played 11 players. Yeah, Brent Forbes and, and Teague will get in the mix. Yeah. He had Kaminsky and well, well, I'm sorry, Monty had Kaminsky in there, Craig in there, Nader it played. Yeah, Abdel Nader. Alexander played. But yeah, you're right. In the other side, yeah, uh, Merrill played, Forbes played. Uh, Portis got 18 minutes that game. Some guy, I, was, I didn't even know this guy, Nawara. Nawara played for a minute. Jordan yeah, Nawara. End of a game. Yeah. Sub in. Yeah. That doesn't count. No offense, man. <laughs> no offense, Jordan. <laughs> you're still so much better at that one thing than I'll yeah. be at any one thing in my life. So yeah. no hard feelings, man. I can't do what you do. And I couldn't in a million lifetimes. <laughs> that's the God's honest truth. You would destroy me in every capacity. And that's the crazy thing. You oh, yeah. can't even get run. Yeah. That's a great like, point. These other dudes are that much better than you. Yeah. yeah. And you're, beyond a quantum leap when it comes to basketball skills. It's just, I couldn't even remotely. I am, if, if I played him or you played him or anybody else, you're just oh, there yeah. to foul. Oh yeah. 
I've played against the scrubbiest guy you, you could find in the NBA in a pickup game one time in LA. And I was like, I think he was on the Clippers or the Lakers, way down on the bench. And that guy was tearing us all to pieces. And I'm like, see, this is, you've got, this is perspective. You know, what you're watching on TV is, yeah, they're not against- as good as the greatest, but they're still on the court with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I played against D1 guys. Oh God! Um, and I've played against like Mr. Basketballs from various states. Yeah, and yeah. Um, guys that have been on the fringes. I've never played, and by played against like you're playing five on five. Right, right, right. I, I went one time one on one against the D D one player just because we were we were the only two in the gym. So let's play. Yeah. Did did he win? Yeah, but I scored like four or five points. That's not bad. That's yeah, not bad. he was like that was a good shot. It's like thank you. Uh, I assumed, like, you know, just trying the gamesmanship. I assumed that you would bite on this because you saw me go, you know, this direction a couple times off that action. So the next time he's like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing. All right, well, I got four or five points. Thanks for the game, man. Yeah. Well, it's like if I score one, then I might score, like, they came in bursts. It's not yeah, like it was course, a back and forth battle and suddenly I stopped them on defense. You know what I mean? I'm getting the ball back and we're going tete a tete. It's make it, take it. I make one. I got a second one up and then I missed the third one. I probably missed. <laughs> Next time I got the ball, I still got four or five points by the end. That's no bullshit. I was very proud of myself. Pulling out that Hoosiers defense, slapping the court. <laughs> Kidding him. Yep. I miss uh, it, man. I got to find a place to play down here now. Um, well, there's I'll, a, I'll tell you this much. There's not much. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, talk well, about. being our age, taking a year and a half off for the pandemic, guess who athletically just sprung back to form? Not this guy. <laughs> I heard JT's been walking himself out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's missed the past couple of weeks, but you know, yeah. he'll be back eventually. And then whenever Snyder moves back, I know Snyder yeah. will be back. Snyder's still in Boston, man. Still hanging out. Still with in Boston, folks. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. <laughs> eventually, last I talked to him, he said he was uh, just trying to find a place that was reasonable because rents have continued to go up. Oh yeah, good luck. Good luck, Jeff. Good luck. Well, I mean, it just depends. What does reasonable mean? Because if you want geographic location. Yeah. And you're specific to it. Well, you're going to be hamstrung by that fact. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So you're like, I'm West side only. Well, okay. Well then here's what a one bedroom is going for a studio. on yeah. that side. Some people are like that, man. There's like, they won't live in certain areas of town, you know? So, I mean, I definitely won't live in certain areas of town. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. Fair, fair. That's fair. Yeah. There, there's certain areas where are like, I, there's no point in me living here. There, I have no need to be here for all kinds of (laughs) rationales. And it's just, it is what it is. And that's fine. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. There you go. You make it in and out. But beyond that, like I could live where I'm at now or West side be great. I've lived up in the Valley Mm. in studio city and Sherman Oaks and Van Nuys. So it's a good flexibility. I could potentially do Burbank, but Burbank, uh, I don't like the neighborhood so much. It feels generic. Yeah. Feels boring. Yeah, I don't know. The personality it has feels artificial. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, so does North Hollywood to me. No ho. Uh, but there's some yeah. good apartments in that area. Yeah, you can find some decent locations. Toluca Lake is like this little pocket in the middle of NoHo that's nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just gotta yeah. find it certain. Yeah, I like Toluca Lake. It's got a good vibe to it, but it's like it is a pocket. Yeah, it feels like this tiny little enclosed area within. It's kind of like Atwater Village. I like Atwater Village. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I get into Glendale, Glendale's all right. Glendale's all right. Uh, well, we went out to the uh, theater last night, like I told you, but it was um, one of the. It was one of those theaters that I was thinking, oh, this is going to be one of those small little rat hole theaters or whatever where mm-hmm. we're living. I couldn't have been more wrong, man. The theater has like gourmet burgers and Ooh. leather cha- like leather recliners in every seat. And I'm like, what? And this place is really close to us. And I was just shocked because it's not an AMC or a Regal or whatever. It sounds like a mom and pop theater. And then you go inside and you're like, oh, this is actually a fucking great place. So now I'm even more happy. What is it? That we're What's living, the name? We're living. Oh, well, I guess maybe you don't want to say that. Yeah, exactly. Pin down your geographic location. Showing up. Lindley's made it very clear to me. I'm not allowed to say where we live. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. Yeah. Um, but it's nice. Dude, ex- and I was really surprised. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, I've been to a decent number of theaters, mm. but in your specific area, I think I'd have to go um, east and south. Yeah. You know what I mean? To that yeah. one that's not too far, but it's a big complex. It's a right AMC or something akin to that. Right. Right. Uh, I I've used to go there every once because they had an IMAX. Yes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. They yeah. do have the IMAX, that one. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. I, up by you, I've never, I don't think I've seen a movie up there. So it's good to know. Yeah. More theaters. Yeah. I was surprised because uh, I've been to the AMC Mission Valley for screenings. And mm-hmm. that's a, that's a AMC that's it's not, fine. it's not well kept, but yeah. it's a decent AMC, right? Yeah. It's like uh, Century City if it let itself go. Right. Before it got renovated. It's Century yep. City before it got renovated. Thousand percent correct. So it's decent. But I'm going to try the La Jolla one tonight for a screening of the Matt Damon film. And I want okay. to see if that one's okay. Because I, I like the one here. But now I need to find if there's a multiplex around here I can go. Where's the one um, in La Jolla? Uh, is that off Noble? What is it, the La Jolla one? There's a small little... It's, the, it's 12. Okay. Oh, La Jolla I know there's 12. an arc light over there, whatever that's there called is. now. There's an arc light around here? Well, oh, arc light went bankrupt. So oh, somebody right. is going to move that's into... Right. Good point. But there's an arc light. There was an arc light in there. I used to go to the arc light in that area. Yeah, this one's called. This one's on Villa Villa La Jolla Drive in La Jolla. California. Okay. So it's by. What's it by here? It's by the. So there's a BJ's around there. It's by Menon. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last time you thought about that? By uh, men, speed stick. I love it. I fucking love that little <laughs> stupid closing <laughs> jingle thing. Oh, you're By right. Men and By men and yeah, there is an ArcLight cinema over here in La Jolla. Good call. It's still call ArcLight. I think so. Yeah, I think I, it's I, off I, Noble. Let me see where the Mormon open. spaceship is, and it's just across the interstate from the Mormon spaceship. What is the Mormon spaceship? Holy shit! The tabernacle that's on the fire. Oh, right. right. Yeah, it looks like. Space invaders, just in case we get the alien showing up. Right. Oh, so it's not open. Okay. Someone's going to, has to fill that. There's no reason. Yeah, it's not open. It's closed. So all the arc lights closed, huh? Shit. I thought it was just the LA ones. Now the whole thing went under. (sighs) It looks beautiful, man. Did you like going there? Um, the thing is, now I compare it to arc lights up here, and up, oh, these up yeah. here are so much grander. You're right; they are. It's a nice, small little theater, but you go to the yeah. one in Hollywood, and you're like, "This is this is a, yeah. a cathedral to cinema oh, on yeah. some level." Oh. Big, huge, open spaces. I really, you know, someone will definitely take that over. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. But most of them up here are just a, I think a better experience than I recall that one being. It was a good theater. That's why I like going there. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Mira Mesa, the Edwards at Mira Mesa. Yeah. Uh, that's next the IMAX week. one, isn't it? Yeah. That's the one with IMAX. I've never been to that one. So I'm going to be seeing the Shyamalan film old there. So um, I want to see what that one looks like. I might even take the day and go see a film in IMAX, then go get food and come back and do the screening mm. um, because it'd be fun to see something there. But I, you know, how can I say this correctly and not be a dick? I'm so spoiled by the Arclight in Hollywood, right? That sure. I worry when I go to these other theaters that it's people are going to be on their phones or shooting shit or talking. Even last night, like the first few minutes of the film, there were three teenage girls that were a row behind us and they were just shooting the shit for the first five, 10 minutes of Black Widow. And I was like, I got it. This is, I have to accept this. Yeah. I have to accept this. And then eventually they shut up for the rest of the movie. And I was like, oh, this is cool. So hopefully um, that's the range of the experience that I have. And it's not too bad. But I yeah. want to find that one snobby theater that I can go to. And I know no one's going to be on their fucking phone. No one's going to be talking. No one's going to be open candy during someone's death scene. Like I want to find that theater around here so I can really plant my flag and be done with it, man. Yeah, I never really had one in San Diego. Yeah. I go to a bunch of different ones. There's two down in Fashion Valley, Fashion Valley and Mission Valley. Oh, okay. Fashion Valley, it, yeah. I liked Fashion Valley's overall experience better. Okay. okay. I like the parking situation as opposed to parking underneath Mission Valley. Right. And uh, I don't know. I thought the overall experience, but um, there's one in, uh, oh, what is that called? Maybe it's in Hillcrest. I thought it was that next adjoining. Okay. It's a nice small little art house theater. Oh, really? Like where I saw the Bell and the Butterfly is in that Ooh, theater. Oh, nice. That Bell and the Butterfly, yeah. Um, oh, Hill, yeah, Land, I, is it Landmarks Hillcrest Cinema? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, is it like a four or a six? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I go there for the art house. They're up in La Jolla, but I, I like going down there. Oh, totally okay. an art house film. You're right, dude. Wow. Okay. Um, plus there's good food in that area. Extraordinary desserts. It's a little bit of ways down from there. You used yeah. to love going down there. You well, want that's... a slice of cake or pie? They got it, man. And it's delicious. Yeah. It's the gay area of town. Isn't Hillcrest? The gay yeah. area of town. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's a hamburger Mary's there. That was always uh, pretty good, but I don't know if it's mm-hmm. still there. There was a, a ramen joint in that area that was good, but I don't know if it's still there. Right. There's a breakfast brunch place that they just give you an obscene amount of food. <laughs> and it slammed and whatever else, but it was good. Uh, right. So you liked it? I might try it out then because it's yeah. Well, it's you a know, usually little theater. I'm down with that. Usually, the uh, you know, gay neighborhoods uh, have nicer amenities. It's true. It's very true. It's yeah, very true. So okay. might catch a look, but I think at my age now, I the look has changed. Nobody looks. Well, we would get daddy looks, I would assume, or something, whatever the equivalent of that is. Somebody that likes an older man. You'll get daddy looks. I will. Nobody looks. I think we both would. I think we both. That's fine. We're somebody's type out there. John, don't tell yourself short. (laughs) If you ever, you ever been aggressively propositioned by a gay guy? No, never once. I got cornered once by a dude. Really? Bigger than me. Yeah. Wow. It was just like a, how do you know you won't like it? He wasn't. He wasn't like I'm gonna do something yeah, about yeah, right, this. Right, right, right. But he's trying to to yeah. get me to experience a new thing. I watched this happen to a, a woman in our gym. Now back way back when, when I was in CrossFit, 
and it was she was a lesbian. She's a lesbian. Uh, and a guy, one of the guy, one of the newer guys, walked up to her and was he was like hitting on her and said she was attracted and stuff. She was being courteous about it, but then he said, um, "How do you know you won't like it?" And she goes, "Tell you what, I'm let me strap on a dildo and fuck you in the ass and let's see if you like it." And she, and he was, it stopped him cold. It stopped him cold, and he never hit on her again. And he goes, and you go, and she went. You know, you don't like it, right? Well, there you go. There's your answer. And I was like, oh, wow, I told what an answer. I told the guy, he's like, listen, man, because we, we we've been talking for a while, and he was just yeah. getting a little closer and a little closer. He was a nice guy though, but he was feeling me out, so to speak. So to speak, yeah. And after he asked me like a second time, he's like, how, how do you know? And I just looked at him, and I was like. Uh, I had to take a suppository once and I didn't enjoy that at all. So I can't imagine. <laughs> I didn't even finish the sentence and he just started laughing. And then, yeah, well, he walked away. But yeah. I had another dude one time at Pride because hanging out the store, it's right in the middle of West Hollywood. Oh, right. Of course. Of and course. you're out yes, on the front yes, patio. Yes. So uh, uh, a friend who's gay was just drunk out of his mind. He was dressed up as a fucking uh, unicorn. He had a little oh, unicorn nice. head on, but then like spray painted his body a rainbow flag and was just wow. It was his weekend. Right, right. He was having a good time. Go ahead, man. Have your yeah. good time. Hell yeah. And he got a little bit, but it's it's rare. Yeah. But John, I think we're both somebody's type. Don't you I don't know. Don't, don't you worry. So. No, no, no. Not at my age. I'm I'm good. If there's you know, bear and twig porn, you know. <laughs> we're somewhere mean, in between. I there's twink. I think you mean twink porn, not twig. Or twink, <laughs> twig. Well, in the twig, like where they're really super. There's twink. I don't I know. know if twig. You're right. I don't know. If I thought there's was twig. twig. Maybe there is. Maybe there's there most is. definitely twink. There there's is most twink. definitely twink. Um, and I hope we haven't offended anybody. We're just having conversation. <laughs> I didn't agree at those words. I was told that by you're right. Else. I know you. So I know you full know. disclosure. <laughs> no, when I first moved here, I went to gay gay bars all the time with uh, Michael because Michael's gay and. I would go as like a protector because I didn't know we'd moved here to LA. I didn't know what the situation was like, you know, and Michael and I had gone to school in Tallahassee and Florida state. He's from Gainesville. So LA was a completely different animal. And when we first showed up, I would just go just to make sure nothing nefarious happened. Just like I went with my girlfriends who were coming to LA for the to clubs to make sure mm -hmm. nothing nefarious happened to them. So it was more like that kind of thing. But I, overall, I, you know, I found that to be an, a very interesting experience to be sure, you know what I'm saying? And so to see the, the different approaches and also the similar approaches that people have in bars, regardless of sexual orientation. So it's like this idea of, Oh, you know, they do this or they do that. It's like, there's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's people. It's just yeah, people. It's human beings. Yeah. Exactly. Have you ever, I, I've walked into, I haven't been to that many uh, gay bars. Nothing mm. yet. Just, I stopped drinking a long time ago, and when right, I had right. money, I didn't have enough money to go drinking at a gay bar. Yeah, that's true. Drinks can because be expensive. usually it's in those nicer amenities come with a higher drink cost. They do. You're right about yeah, that. Yeah, they do. So <laughs> beer where I got it was two bucks. There it's five bucks, six bucks. Right, right. So I didn't go. I was I was piss poor broke at that point in my life. But I have uh, walked into one where it was it turned to my friend, and I was like, "Dude, you do realize this place is basically the stereotype." <laughs> <laughs> and he just started laughing and he's like yeah i know i know and then i there's you know i'm sure he listed one or two others that were very similar right uh i don't remember it was so long ago but i do remember walking in it's just like guys dancing up on elevated stages and yeah fucking loud shitty music and yeah like, this is you do realize this is the parody right 
<laughs> well, I guess some stereotypes are based on truth. So, yeah, all uh, yeah, all have a little bit of shred of truth. Those people just run wild with them. More so. often than not, yeah, I agree. More often than not, exactly. Um, some of them are just out and out hate and have nothing oh, yeah. to do with the yeah. group as a whole. It's just you just found a new way to 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 make up entirely right. out of whole cloth, right. whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, uh, but anyway, but anyway. <laughs> All right, so you're saying the first live top 10 we do, we do it in a gay bar. I, I'm down. I would love to do a top 10 in a gay bar. A thousand percent would love to do a top Sliders 10. half off, guys. Let's do it. Um, let's do it. Um, uh, anyway, all right, so uh, well, we, we're at an hour and 12 minutes. Maybe we should do our lists here before we yeah. wrap up the show. I like this idea. Look, all right. Why not? It's the first time this has ever happened yeah. in all these years. <laughs> Just have a little well, we're going to have a lot of the same. I did write down... I think I've got, uh, um, let's see, one, two, three for sure that you have that I don't have. I can guarantee you. Oh, interesting. All right. Um, let's do it. One your- or two, I'm sure you could guess. Another one, maybe okay. not. But anyway, so I'll just do my bottom three real quick. Sounds good. Go ahead. Ten is Last Boy Scout. Okay. Okay. Nine is Die Hard 2. Oh, my God. And okay. eight is actually Unbreakable. Eight? Wow. Yeah. My, mine is much higher than that. Um, all right, so then my 10 uh, through 8 is uh, – my number 10 is 16 blocks. Okay. I think it might be one of the few last few times he cared about being in a movie. Sure. Uh, in number nine, yeah. Number 9 is uh, Sin City. Um, okay. I thought Tough it was fantastic. Cut, but I, yeah. You got, yeah, okay. And uh, my number 8 is uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, couldn't do it. Really? It's one of the Wes Andersons I don't like at all. Okay. All right. Maybe I need to see it again, but I no, no. It may just be one that doesn't connect with you, man. <sighs> I don't like Bottle like, Rocket, and people love that fucking movie. I don't get it. Moonrise Kingdom to me is, you ever seen the SNL skit where Wes Anderson directs a horror movie? <laughs> yes. So Moonrise funny. Kingdom to me is the dramatic version of that, where it's like, <laughs> oh, man. It's one of the few that I just did at all. It finally crossed that, like, too cute for school. Oh, yeah, whatever it is. And everything doesn't need to be, you know, here are the list of supplies I have. Cut to shot of uh, a small little rock hammer on orange construction paper. Cut to a fishing rod on blue construction paper. Cut to, and just like, okay, why does everything need to be a fucking art project? (laughs) That was the one where, you know, everything looked like it was made in an anthology store, but like the Wes Anderson version of it. I love it. I, I've only ever not liked, I think, two of his films, Bottle Rocket and um, Darjeeling, Darjeeling I haven't Limited. Seen. I hate I haven't Darjeeling seen. Limited. Oh. I haven't heard a good thing about it, so I just yeah. figure, why waste the time? I can even defend Life Aquatic, which is really one of his most way out there films. I could even defend Life Aquatic. I liked it. I don't go back to rewatch it. Just like no. Isle of Dogs, I don't think I'll go back and rewatch. Really? Oh, I love Isle of Dogs. Uh, cool. Oh yeah, I got Fantastic Mr. Fox right over here. Oh yeah, it's true. Fair, fair. So, um, all right, what's your seven and six? Uh, seven. I've got Glass. Oh wow, nice choice. Okay, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Okay. Couldn't believe the mixed kind of reviews ish. Yeah, like, right. I liked it too. Jeff it, and I liked it too. Definitely. Snyder yeah, and I were the only a, two critics who liked it. Yeah. It's exactly what he has built it up to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were never Just any. Superhero be, ending. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, in the world that he's created, yes. That's the quintessential and 
good for glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so that's my seven. My six is the fifth element. Okay, that's my seven. So yeah, nice good. choice. I think it, I should probably should have been at least one spot higher. But please, it's good film, saying? right? I mean, he's he, yeah. he, You go back and watch that film, and I know Jovovich stands out, Gary Oldman stands out, Tiny Lister stands out, Chris Tucker, but Willis has to play this character in a certain way that's still out there, but found, but uh, solid. Like he's he's grounded, and he, it's necessary because of the madness that's going on all around that movie and he does a great job with it even in the freaky moments of the i mean sorry the freak out moments he's still somewhat tethered to the ground and i think that's important as you're watching this thing get bigger and bigger and bigger from where he starts out which is this taxi cab and the girl falling in and then all the crazy shit that happens from there yeah uh, that could end the universe for god's sake so it's pretty cool yeah it builds i think too i hated it the first time i saw it really oh okay Chris Tucker to me was over the top annoying. All the bright, vibrant yeah. colors felt, I don't know, just felt so artificial. And then yeah. uh, uh, Tiny Lister as, yeah. as the, president. the president, I was like, every time they cut to him, it felt like a completely different aesthetic and feel on some level, <laughs> even though it was the exact same. But uh, in college, it was on the stars and we had a stars filter. It was the only pay channel that we got. Oh. I saw Fifth Element a lot and I grew to absolutely love that movie yeah. now it's stockholm syndrome i think on some level <laughs> i am a genuine i just watched it again uh not two months ago three months yeah. ago yeah, yeah, yeah um i am a fan through and through yeah uh okay uh, then then uh my number six is looper your oh. six is looper oh looper yeah um all right now yeah. here's where we normally take an ad break but we'll have to put one in the middle of the show at some point yeah, yeah we'll have to uh but five, I've got uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, nice. Two Die Hards on your list. I'm sure it's not the last of them we've heard. All right. I nice. mean, you know, Bruce Willis movies that I watch a lot. Yeah, I got to be honest with myself. Go ahead. What do you got? Fair enough. My five is 12 Monkeys. Yeah, not going to make my list. Wow. Wow, really? Not a fan. So good in not that. A fan. All right. All right. Uh, I think it's fantastic, and uh, Andy McDowell. Oh no! So what am I saying? Not Andy McDowell. Um, oh. uh, it's, uh, well, Brad Pitt and uh, uh, Madeline Stowe. Madeline Stowe. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, and Terry Gilliam directing. All right. So then, yeah. uh, what's your four? The Sixth Sense. Okay, that's my three. So right on. All right. Good choice. Seems like the perfect time. What do you got a four? Uh, Pulp Fiction is my four. Um. Well, th- technically a punt, but okay. it's my two. Punt it is. All right. So what's your three? Uh, my three is Looper. Oh, so that was the punt. Okay. Yeah. That's a, It's uh, still goddamn good, right? He's so it is. fucking good in that movie. Man. Um, him fun. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are both. They've got a great pairing between the two of them yeah. and good chemistry. Yeah, they, nuts in that movie. Bruce, you can come back for something like this. This is why we believe you can still do this. Just stop, apparently, you know, maybe be a little nicer on set. <laughs> yeah. You listen to those Kevin Smith stories. Yeah. yeah, those are what it's like to be around him on set now. I have no idea. Yeah, right. Oh, speaking of which, um, I saw, I got an early screening link for the Val Kilmer documentary. Can't uh, recommend I that, that trailer. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough, Matt. It's really fucking good. Okay. Um, it, I think it comes out July 23rd in the theaters and then August 6th on, on Hulu. It is 
fucking good. So just a little quick mini review telling you it's really good. And you get the behind the scenes you get on Dr. Moreau and on and some of the Batman stuff is worth the price of admission alone. It's incredible. Boy. But I would want to see a counterpoint to his point on, on Dr. Moreau. Uh, that would be fair because there is a um, a conversation he records with him and Frankenheimer while the camera is down on the ground. That because apparently he's he's been carrying a personal camera for, 50, yeah. for since he was fifteen years old, as you see from the trailer. But he on sets there's all kinds of footage with him with like the Top Gun guys and all the, like at that mm-hmm. age and all of that and uh, and then he brings it on camera on Moreau and he's. You know, you totally tell his point of view. And he tries to push back the narrative that he was difficult on set because they're always like, well, I'm passionate about creating a good project. But you can tell. Yeah, yeah you can tell from the documentary. He's one of these guys. You, you can still like him right by the end of the documentary. But, you know, he's one of these guys that thinks uh, his desire to make something better through his anger or frustration or passion or sarcastic responses or passive aggressive posts things is his way of showing his passion when in fact it can be quite detrimental to the overall thing. Yeah. It's alienating. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, go check out the vow when when it comes up. Um, yeah. All right. right, That was my three. Okay. Uh, then my two is unbreakable. Oh, we've done your three. Yeah. The three was six cents. Oh, sorry. My three is six cents. My three is oh, okay. six cents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. No, because yeah, yeah. that was my four. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So what's your two again? My two was Pulp Fiction and yours okay. is Unbreakable. Yes. Unbreakable. Uh, do you yeah, don't have Unbreakable choice. on your list? Or do you no, know? I do. It's down lower. Oh, okay. 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 Fair enough. Uh, I have that at uh, eight and plus okay. at seven. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I like him in Unbreakable, man. I think it's a, you, you rarely get a restrained performance from Bruce Willis. And I think he did a fantastic job in that. Film. He did. I just now I think, given the arc of all three, mm. I might watch Glass the most. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. I've seen Unbreakable a bunch. I've only seen Split once, uh, which I enjoyed thoroughly, but I've only seen it once at this point. So maybe maybe Unbreakable should be a little bit higher, but I think Glass long term has more yeah. rewatchability for me at this point. Fair enough. Uh, and, I don't know. And, and then our number one is Die Hard, right? Dyer. Yeah. Clearly it's shared. Be. It's gotta be. It's, no, this is not, he's never gonna beat that performance. It's no. such a great performance. Um, all right, are we putting these things together? Sure. I heard uh, what? You had the uh, um Unbreakable 2? All right, so I've yes. got pulp. And that was your four. That was my four. Four, yeah. So two four beats there. Okay. And then looper, we have I have it six. All right, so I would say then the sixth sense, then unbreakable. Okay. Um uh, Looper. Okay. Uh the fifth element? I have that at uh seven. Yeah, I've got it at six. Okay. These that are all the ones we have through. in common, right? These are all the ones we have in common. Yeah, these are all we the okay. I think after that it's wide open. Okay. So what's your next highest? I got my so five. Die Hard is on unbra- is in there, Unbreakable's in there, Six Sense is in there, right? Mm-hmm. Pulp fiction's in there. Mm-hmm. Twelve monkeys is my five. Um, all right, I got Die Hard with a Vengeance. I, it's fine. Twelve oh. monkeys. I don't care. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I just there's already been one. 
I hard on the list already. It's fine if another one gets bumped next highest. I have my seven. Okay. Um, is Looper on there already? Yep. How about Fifth Element? Is that on there already? Yep. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, man. It's your seven. All right. What's your next highest? Glass uh, is not eight. Moonrise Kingdom is my next. Moonrise highest. Kingdom. It is. All right. There you go. Done. That's it. All right. Yep. Well, I don't have the bongos in front of me, so we'll have to just do it without the bongos. I apologize. The top 10 Bruce Willis movies, yeah. At number 10. Moonrise Kingdom. At number 9. Glass. At number 8. Die Hard with a Vengeance. At number 7. 12 Monkeys. At number 6. The Fifth Element. At number 5. Looper. At number 4. Unbreakable. At number three. The Sixth Sense. At number two. Pulp Fiction. And our number one Bruce Willis movie is. Is Die Hard, of course. Die Hard. Come out to the coast. A few laughs. Um, good stuff there, Matt. Uh, and should we look at, uh, and there's our final list. Should we look at these uh, films that are coming out from him for the next few minutes and then wrap this yeah. thing up? Did any of them jump out? So I. Uh, yeah. Opened all of them as, uh, as individual tabs yep. in IMDb. Oh, individual tabs. Nice. Yeah. All right. I like it. And then just went one by one through them. And I okay. cobbled it down to six that I think have show some sort of promise. Or pardon okay. me, five. All no, right. six, six. But one yeah. of those is McLean, and there's nothing on there yet. Yeah, right. Which is the next IR. So I don't even think that counts personally. It's supposed to be a prequel, which makes no yes. sense to me at all. But all right. Uh, we got Hair of the Dog. Yes. An executive caught up in blackmail plot discovers he's just a pawn in a larger, darker scheme. Yeah, it's him and Gerard Butler. This thing mm-hmm. sounds like it could be off the walls, terrible, uh, but maybe great at the same time. Yeah, um, I've got Paradise yeah. City. Okay, this one this one stars Stephen Dorff and John Travolta with Bruce Willis. Sure, Ryan Swan must carve his way through the Hawaiian crime world. To wreak vengeance on the kingpin who murdered his father. So, number one, already you got me with Hawaiian crime underworld. I got to find out what the Hawaiian crime underworld looks like. Exactly. Two, you got me in with vengeance. Any film that's about revenge for a family member getting killed, uh, if if you can find a way for me to connect to your main character, I'm in for the ride. I'm in for the ride, and I want him to get his, him or her, to get their revenge. Uh, for sure. And uh, homie from uh, um, the Renegade show with uh, uh, Lorenzo Lamas, Branscombe Richmond, he is in this. So shout out to him. All right. (laughs) Um, I've got uh, Gasoline Alley. Ooh, Gasoline Alley. Which one's that? A man, a man implicated in a triple homicide of three Hollywood starlets begins his own investigation. Needing assistance, he enlists the two detectives on his tail in order to expose a conspiracy more explosive than any of them imagined. But it's him, Luke Willis, uh, Wilson, rather, Devin Sawa, Vernon Davis, uh, the woman that played Sue, the secretary on Veep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like a bunch of, oh, yeah, that dude uh, type of guys. But I just love this. The, the guy that's being investigated decides to open his own investigation. Oh, this could be fantastic. 
I'll take care of this. You're not getting ahead of me on this one. Oh man, that's that's I love that. He's gonna he's gonna enlist um, the two the people, people that are chasing him. him. <laughs> Dude, what um, are you working on? That's a bunch of bullshit, and you know it. <laughs> I'm in a, up. Let me tell you why. Yeah. All right, I've got uh, gasoline alley. That's the one I just said. Oh, you did. A man again. Okay, triple yeah. on the three Hollywood starlets. You said that one. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Luke Wilson. Uh, Luke Wilson. Devin yeah. Sawa. Vernon Davis. Good to see Luke Wilson. Uh, you know, be, being in a movie again. It's been a bit. It's uh, it's been a bit. All right, I got one. It's called Out of Death. You're out of death, man. I saw uh, that one. Instinct. Like being in a valley of violence. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. We're all out of death. We're fresh out of death. Oh, dude, uh, we are out. Frank, you know what? I am fresh out. Bam! Fucking love that skin. Instinct is a moving target. Uh, <laughs> this one uh, also stars Jamie King from Sin City fame, as well as she played Goldie and uh-huh. the uh, twin sister there. And no one else that I really know of note. Uh, Mike Burns is the director who's uh, apparently did a lot of music stuff. He's a composer. This is his first feature film. Um, and someone named Lala Kent, who looks absolutely gorgeous, um, is in this as well. She's in Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. So apparently a lot of people know who she is. So there you go. And this one is, um, what is it? It's a, it's a set in the hills. A corrupt sheriff's department in a rural mountain town comes undone when an unintended witness throws a wrench into their shady operation, son. There you go. From vertical and guess what? You're out of death. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Out but they death. all sound, they, all 15 of them are kind of like this. Oh, yeah. Totally. totally. Over and over and over again. Yeah. I just, we're not making fun. And by the way, if any Bruce Willis fans are listening, we're not making fun of this. Right? We're just having fun with it, for God's sakes. Calm down. Oh, I don't care. You can attack me at Matt Nost on Twitter. Go right ahead. Fire away. It's fine. It's fine. If Bruce can look me in the eye and tell me he's been legitimately trying in a bunch of these projects over the yeah. past five years, then I will stop my criticism. That's fair. That's actually but really fair. until it's a paycheck only, and we all can see that, not knowing any of the details behind scenes, I'm going to make fun of it and be perfectly fine with that. Uh, so it looks like right. he's got 15 of those. I think there's a chance for two of them. It's What's not your... even the two that I mentioned specifically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many. It's a scatter shot. It's a uh, it's bird shot as opposed to a buck, and he's just kind of fanning those pellets out everywhere. Hopefully, one of them hits. Oh my god! What's uh? What's your next one? Uh, well, I like two more. I like okay. um. Well, technically three more. White okay. elephant is that on yes. yours? It is on my list. Yes, I like okay. white elephant. I like the cast. Yeah. And ex-Marine Enforcer must battle his conscience and code of honor when he is forced to do things for the mob. Yeah. Okay. That's a simple premise. I like that. Look at his cast. Olga Kurilenko from Quantum of Solace. Michael Rooker, Yondu himself. And Malkovich. And Malkovich. My lord. Malkovich. That's a hell of a cast. He's got a few like this. Yeah. Um, Remember when Malkovich was like... 
was picky about his projects, all arrogant about doing independent stuff. And he's a real actor wanting to be taken seriously. And it's like, yeah. And they got that, that money transformer runs money. Yeah. And he's like, what <laughs> is this? What, what is this? You guys, they gave you this? Much to do this? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Oh man. Sign me up. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Uh, do you have any others? I think. I'm- uh, hold on, because I was looking at the. Uh, I was looking at uh, what's her face, um, Lauren Buglioli in this thing, and seeing if I'd seen her in something before. Um, what's the What's the other one? Is it the? No, no, not the. Oh, yeah, it is Fortress. Fortress, the Fortress. This is the one that's like. This is already in post production, and they're over. They already have a Fortress Two. Oh, coming. that's the one. Yeah. So. This one's a group of criminals hell-bent on revenge forces a retired officer and his son to save the day. So Bruce Willis is in this. Chad Michael Murray. Shannon Doherty is in this. So is Jesse Metcalf from uh, uh, Desperate Housewives. This guy, Michael Cirao, is in a lot of these movies. And I wonder if he's a producer on all these movies, putting himself in these movies, or if he's a family member who's producing all these movies. Because he's in a few, he's in Out of Death, he's in Killing Field, The Fortress, Fortress Two. So uh, this guy's been uh, making a name for himself, getting all these Bruce Willis movies. So I don't know, it's interesting. Well, there's another dude, Adam Huel Potter. Oh yeah, he's in every one of these. Wow. So he's probably the producer, one of the producers. Well, he's listed as additional crew on White Elephant, Vendetta, A Day to Die, The Fortress, American Siege, Out of Death, Comic Sin, Breach, like all the stuff wow. that's coming out that wow. he's doing. He's in about, what appears to be 60% of it over the next two years. It might be in the production company with Willis. And so he just like, these are the yeah. films, man. Listed I as additional crew. and Right. The Fortress and The Fortress too. <laughs> I'm going to get you paid. Uh, in this mo- movie is also Kelly Grayson. Uh, she's also in Out of Death. So I wonder if they're shooting all of these at the same time, Matt. Could be. And they're just shooting like the same actors in different scenes. I, it's a, it's, I mean, it's one way to save money. I suppose. I suppose. Um, but this woman uh, who's in this, uh, Kelly Grayson, she was uh, a host on a show called the National Bible Bee Game Show. Which was hosted by uh, James uh, by Kirk Cameron, not James Cameron. Um, it's in a it's, it's three divisions, um, young people across three age divisions in a contest showcasing Bible verse memory and applied Bible study, competing for two hundred and seventy thousand dollars in prize money. There you go. So I don't know if you're supposed to use the Bible in that way. I don't. I, I just this is me. This is just me. But I don't know if you're supposed to yeah. use the Bible so that you can make some money off of it. Doesn't suggest anymore. So who am I? <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah, this isn't my my hill to die on. So if they're <laughs> fine with it, I'm fine with it. Oh, but there is one here that's kind of interesting, Matt. I don't know if you if this one caught your eye. The Bandits one. Did you look at this one? The Elmore I Leonard. At all, I don't remember Bandits. The only other two I ever a Day to Die and Apex. What's Bandits? Bandits is a, is a, is based on the Elmore Leonard book. Ah, uh, yes. Called Bandits, and a former jewel thief finds work as a mortician and helps out an ex nun in New Orleans. And uh, yeah, Mitch Glazer did the adaptation. Who um, wrote on Scrooged and the Recruit, and not much else. Note. Yeah, I just think El 
Leonard is so specific. Yeah. It's where out of sight, uh, get shorty. Yeah. Um, Jackie Brown is an adaptation. Jackie Brown. Um, you can't do it, but I don't know. I've read some of his and I'm not the, the biggest Elmore. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. The plot moves so quickly and characters, I don't know. There's just an ease between them that builds pretty quickly and whatnot. And if you're into it, I get why you'd like it. Yeah. Because it's a good little formula. Right. right, right. Uh, just not what I want. It's like I have read uh, was it Michael Connolly or James Patterson or oh, Patterson. No, thanks. Yeah. Dan Brown. I've tried them all. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, you have your thing. It's not my cup of tea. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. What are the other two? What are your other two ones? That was, I think that was all of mine. Uh, Apex and a day to die. So Apex is basically the di- most dangerous game rehashed. Oh, okay. So I think, I think the execution of it is going to be terrible. Yeah. But I do like revisiting that idea. There you go. Uh, and then the other one is a day to die, but the, the cast is kind of, it's Frank Grillo, but Kevin Dillon. Oh, Grillo. Oh, Dillon. That's right. I, I yeah. right. That was another one that stood out to me. Having, uh, Mr. Kevin Dillon coming back here. Yeah. Leon in this as well. Leon, I, I like. Yeah. But it's been a while since I've seen Leon in anything. Yeah. Vernon Davis, I like, but it's yes. been a minute. Yes. So I don't know if this one's going to be uh, any good, but it seems interesting. Yeah. From Wes Miller, the, from the director, Wes Miller, who has directed a few, the, a few films here. Nothing I've ever heard of. No. So, yeah, so man, you just got to wonder, man, is this just about working? Is it about, like, why isn't he just strange, man? But maybe it just, you know, he's got divorces. Maybe he's got, you know, alimony. Maybe he's just got things he needs to do. Or he's one of these guys who just likes to work, man. He doesn't care what it is. Yeah, that or moment. perhaps it's, as you brought up, he only works for two weeks. Right. And then gets to take off for the next month and come back and work for two weeks and take off for a month. and Yeah. He shoots six movies a year. I guarantee you he's not giving any of them the same shit he gave Kevin Smith. I bet yeah. he's not giving any of these new directors, you know, the shit he got. Well, he also probably doesn't give them a second take either. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Good point, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just it might he might yeah. if he doesn't feel that he got it. Right. Right. Otherwise, I who knows? Maybe he's a very giving actor. I doesn't seem like that's probably the case. I've never heard that, so I no, have a hard time believing that. I think most like serious actors I've heard kind of clown on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one is I can't remember who it was who said, you know, uh, he's he got lucky. He's the world's most famous plumber. <laughs> exactly, I can't remember who it was, and I'd never heard that kind of stinging criticism of Bruce before. I was like, oh, really? You think he's that bad? Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. I can't remember who it was, though. Wow. It was like a Malkovich-level type of individual. I don't think Malkovich can say that. I know. But no, 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 it wasn't Malkovich. I'm just saying, like, somebody, that the name you knew, they've been in stuff you like. Like, it was a legit name. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, I didn't know you had that much animosity to the guy. But anyway. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, anything else we need to go over, brother, man? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think we're good okay. to go, man. Well, thank you all so much for joining us here on this very unusual episode of, uh, the top 10 show, but you know, we do, we, we do our thing, man. We just have fun with y'all. Hope you enjoyed the lists that we counted down. Certainly we talked about 
a few of those movies that uh, we like that are classics of Bruce Willis's and maybe some of you have may put back into your head to check out at some point. But certainly for all the complaints against him, he certainly has made a career out of some pretty legendary films. So you can't argue his impact in cinema since 1988 with Die Hard. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, undoubtedly. Uh, yeah. All right. And so uh, thank you all so much for uh, downloading this episode or for listening or watching it on the uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate it. And if you're a patron, thank you very much for being a patron of the top 10. And if you're not, why not? Come aboard. Help us out Please. here. Patreon.com slash the top 10, Matt. Uh, we'd love to have you, and uh, uh, we appreciate everybody that has supported us through this pandemic and gotten us to the other side. Our thanks yeah. to all of you, and if you want to jump on board, we say thanks to you in advance because we uh, we always appreciate the support from uh, viewers and listeners out there. And uh, you can follow us at Top Ten Show on Twitter, all spelled out. Otherwise, on Instagram and YouTube, it is forward slash the Top Ten Podcast with the number ten. Um. And uh, hit me up at Matt Nost on Twitter. Check out my other show, uh, Settle the Score and uh, Dropping Dimes. Although at this point, if you're not listening to Dropping Dimes, you're never going to listen to Dropping Dimes. <laughs> what I'm saying, it's the end of the season. It's not like you're going to come in for having missed 82 games of all the teams plus all the playoffs to go, hey, what's going on over here? <laughs> Probably out. But if you want to, Dropping uh, Dimes. So Settle yep. the Score and Dropping Dimes, hit me up. <laughs> Now the series is tied. I gotta at least at this recording. I, what's I going on listen. with this? Maybe they they bounce a basketball. Um. Uh, all right, there you go. You can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram, and over on Twitch, the Outlaw Nation, all one word. Follow me there. I'm doing some watch alongs. I did the first half watch along of the game uh, game uh, five uh, or game four last night. Did a, a watch along. I'll probably be doing one. Well, I guess by the time you hear this, you won't know that I did the watch along. Uh, but yeah, I do. I've been doing more and more of sports watch alongs on Twitch. So that's a lot of fun doing that there, along with playing some video games. But do, of course, check out my other stuff at my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca says. And also uh, uh, go and check out my other podcast, The Cinephiles and uh, The Geek Buddies, which are all uh, out there for you all to listen to as well. I think that's it. All right. Well, there you go. Right. Thanks so much for joining us. Have yourselves a great rest of your week. Be, be well. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the Top Ten Show. Ooh.